What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Comicsly Podcast, the official podcast of Comicsly.com. My name is Joseph, and this is episode number 19 on the program today. Angela and I are talking about the 2016 video game Inside. This is a Play Dead video game, um, also the makers of Limbo. Angela and I get into, or I guess we played the game this week, or I played it, Angela watched it, and we, we gathered together on the internet this week to talk about it. This was this was an interesting episode, really fun. Uh, we haven't done a game in a little bit. Last game we did was Kentucky Route Zero, which was was another fun conversation, right? You know, I think thanks to the, the gaming episodes we've done so far have been, been some of my favorite um, episodes to record, maybe because Angela and I tend to have really different reactions to the games that we play. Maybe that's because I'm the one tending to, to pick the games. Um, Angela's got some coming up that, that she's picked, but I've I've picked these first few, and so just getting into it with her about what she responded to, what I responded to, and where, you know, what hits for us and, and what misses for us in this game. I think this game is mostly hits for us, even if it is uh, more of an intense game, not, you know, in the in its length um, or in, in what it's asking of you as far as, like, um, you know, Kentucky Zero is asking you to, to read a lot and then, you know, a little bit of a longer game. Um, so it's a little bit of an ask in that sense. This is a pretty short game, but, uh, you know, definitely, I don't know if I would call it a horror game, but it's definitely in that genre, right? Um, there's definitely, there's some scary stuff, uh, for lack of a better word. There is some horror elements in, in the way that your character, uh, dies or with the death of your character is represented throughout the game. So yeah, we get to get into how we responded to that and what we liked about this game, the, you know, the ending, this game has a, a notoriously kind of, maybe not a notoriously but it has kind of a shocking ending that is uh, you know not something you see every day when you play video games so we, we get into what we liked about that as well but overall really fun conversation it's happy to record this one with her and hope that all of you enjoy it you're gonna hear that conversation on the other side of this short break all right how do you want to how do you want to start um, i don't know i think it's your turn to start it it's my turn to start. I started it last time with one, two, three podcast. <laughs> okay. Five, well, five, four, three, two, one <laughs> podcast. Podcast. <laughs> so I, I just finished playing this game a few hours ago and it wasn't, I don't know. I'm, it was very stressful. Like I'm a little bit stressed <laughs> out right now. I know I probably don't sound it, but it was, it was, it was at least more stressful than I was expecting. And we'll, we'll talk about why and how the game does that. So I was thinking, cause I, I, so I played through it once and you watched, uh, you watched some people play it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm wondering if that, if the stress or the tension of playing it comes through in, in watching it. Oh, uh, probably not. I didn't, I was, I mean, I don't know if it's just because of who I chose to watch it. It actually probably is because of that. Uh, mm. Cause I watched I watched Game Grumps play it and they're not okay. they're yeah they're not like super super serious yeah they definitely take a more comedic approach to the but games that, made that it they've entertaining played. for me so yeah yeah so and you just watched Game Grumps did you watch anyone else or like, I tried oh. to watch Jack Septic Guy but it was he was really loud and his voice was really annoyed at that time okay. in okay. the week for me personally okay. So what, I guess, what impression did you, so I guess, I don't know if we've said the name of the game. We're talking about Inside this week, which is, uh, maybe I'll go to Wikipedia. Maybe I'll, we'll, we'll go back to Wikipedia, Wikipedia and see what it says. But Inside is a puzzle platformer adventure game developed and published by Playdead in 2016 for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One. Uh, the game is now on iOS and Nintendo Switch, and there's also a Mac version. The player controls a boy in a dystopic world, solving environmental puzzles and avoiding death. It's the second game from this studio following up their 2010 game Limbo. I've never played Limbo, but I've, I, I've, I know people like that game a lot, but I, I think it's another sort of vague, uh, I guess not vaguely, this game is horrific in, in certain parts. Um, and throughout, if you're not good at it, but, um, you know, unsettling horror, horror genre, creepy, uh, dystopic. Um, but yeah, so like, w- I guess, so we came away with like very different 
probably came away with very different in impressions of the game, or I guess what impression do you have of the game? Like, or did watching did watching someone play it at all make you want to go and try it yourself? No, it just reaffirmed my belief that I could probably not get through it if I tried to play it. Why don't you think you could get through it? I'm not like a puzzle person, and I'm also okay. not like if when it comes to like maybe more like maneuvery type thingies. Or like mm-hmm. when it comes to like running very fast and stuff, I'm I'm not good at that. Okay, <laughs> so you don't get to control how fast your character runs. Yeah, or like running which, like away or whatever. Yeah, but that like that adds to the tension of the game because you have it's actually interesting, right? If you go down and look at the like control things on the Switch, at least it's this very stylized sort of just one page there's three control there's three controls there's like run so you use the joystick to run there's jump and there's grab and that's it and it sort of you know shows the the controls in this very like nice stylized way on like a on an all red screen but it that sort of lack of control creates a lot of the tension right so it, it's cool when the, when the game starts you just kind of it comes up on this scene in the forest right and it says like play deads inside and then you know the like new game or whatever comes up and you hit new game and this young uh boy just sort of drops down from a short cliff and you're just like in it the game's just like going there's no loading screen it's just like started and you start you start running to the right and you're in this forest and it you know it's foggy and there's big trees and and you seem quite small and you're going for a while and you're like jumping and swimming and there's like you know they they they're very good about um making it obvious that you are not that you're necessarily hunted but that you don't want to be found what was your reaction did i'm assuming that you did get caught a couple times what was your reaction when you first got caught so the first time i got there's there's a you're probably like five or ten minutes into the game and you're running and you you have to like run across a clearing and there's nowhere to like hide right because other points you can sort of like uh stop behind something and then there's a per- if there's a person with a flashlight that you the, the light will turn the other way so you can go because the game uses that quite a lot like stay out of the light and then you know if you're in the light you'll get noticed and, and then something you'll die somehow it's in some horrific manner you'll die but so in this one right you, you just had to run across this clearing it's not quite obvious what's going to happen but suddenly a dog starts running towards you and you just you know like you can't control how fast your characters run you can like you're just pushing the stick as far as you can (laughs) to the right and then it's really gruesome but the dog like grabs you and you hear your character sort of yelp and the dog's like gnawing at you and it doesn't cut out it like the the game you know this is obviously like gate the that like uh you've died you have to restart from your last checkpoint but it like lingers on the dog sort of like tearing you apart and like it's not gory but there's like there's red uh you know there's red blood that appears on the ground just like yeah indicating that you you died and you died in a lot of pain this really gory way and it's really confronting the first time because you're like you know i think this game is i guess i don't play enough 2d i don't right so this is two-dimensional right because you're just moving left and right right you can't move in three dimensions i don't play enough 2d games and especially enough to like uh, especially enough 2d platformers or 2d side scrollers to sort of know what all the genre conventions are right i've played like mario i've played sonic i've played hollow knight right so like and again just like a few mario games like mario is not my favorite thing but i've played those games but so for me who's someone who's not super familiar with all of those games you don't expect a you don't ex- I, I guess it instantly it was like oh okay so this is a 2d platformer but this is like doing something else something very different from any other 2d platformer that i've played and right so you know this game's about five years old and i i guess i wonder how it lands or like what how it lands how it lands then and how people think about it now i know it's still regarded as like a very good game but i wonder if part of that is just sort of the shock of like or like i guess the question would be it was this something entirely new when it came out and like is the shock part of like something that people responded to because yeah the first time that dog got me was like really confronting and then the next time i died was just a couple minutes later i couldn't figure out how to avoid one of the people like looking for me in the woods with a flashlight and um yeah you straight up get like 
cornered and someone shoots you in the it shoots you and it it's you know again I, like part of it is just like i haven't seen that in this type of game before right that's something that i expect a lot more from like a 3d some sort of like 3d action adventure game than i than i do a 2d side scroller so that was really it was shocking you know i i don't i, I don't know if i can say much <laughs> more beyond that but it does it does prepare you for what's going to happen next because you like you're going to die you die a lot in this game or at least i did and the the deaths get only get more brutal as the game goes on. How did how how was it's that? It's funny what you said about the two D side scroller. I'm just looking. Um, I was I recently watched playthroughs of Little Nightmares one and two. Yeah, and it's like yeah, I'm like, oh, that's it's not. I don't know if it's like as gruesome, but it's definitely like you expect like one of those one games where you just go like left and right to be like chill and yeah. Little Are Nightmares those... two was not that. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I, the first note I wrote down is this game has zero chill. Like, <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I'm, I'm actually playing, I'm going to talk about it in our, our one shots at the end. I'm playing another 2D game where you play as like a ninja. And as a ninja, you can like, you, you know, it's all about like stealth and movement and you can kill guys like you stab them in the back. But it just somehow is more chill than this game, right? Because even, even when you die in that game, it's still... It's still a little bit cartoony. Like this game, even though it has these sort of not blocky, but just uh, slightly more abstract graphics, right? You, you you always know where you are. You always know what the situation is. And like shapes in the foreground and the background are very, you always know what it is, but like there's not a lot of color, right? Like an object will just kind of be like one color. And so, you know, they, but they make it work, right? So it's like a little bit more abstract, but like you never are questioning what something is in, in this scene, right? If it's like a, a ladder or a handle or a building or a, a smokestack or a crate or something, you always know what everything is, but it's not like there's not a ton of objects don't have a ton of color to them and like aren't very defined in that way. They're very defined in the shape of what they are, but not like in um, the way that they're colored. Um, how did, how do, how was that first, right? So game grabs, right? They're playing through it. They're kind of being like funny. How were those like first deaths? How did they respond to those? Well, so there's, there's Aaron and Dan. Aaron was the one who was playing. No, Dan was the one who was playing it. Aaron was just kind of chilling and like making jokes. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of screaming. <laughs> <laughs> on their end yeah <laughs> a lot of swearing and you could i remember that you could tell that like dan was just like man like i really i really feel for this kid even though like i don't know him but like it's just like it's it's horrifying to like imagine being in the situation um and that that's that's what he said <laughs> and i mean i guess I don't know if it's just because I didn't play it, but, like, I didn't really, like, I don't want to, I feel like it sounds bad. I didn't very much care what was happening. <laughs> it was, like, a movie to me. Yeah. I I had no skin in the game. <laughs> so, I was just like, oh, oh, you guys died. Gotta start over again. Yeah, I think there's, and we talked about this a little bit with Kentucky Zero, just, like, there is something about being the one, like, making, like, you know, even with that game, right, when you're just, like, picking the dialogue choices, right, or you're, like, moving around those like very simple dioramas right something we talked about is like because uh i was the one like holding when we played the first couple acts together right i was the one sort of holding the controller and doing that and we were like talking about the decisions right but there's something about just the the buy-in right and sort of how that controller connects you to what's going on in this screen right and it seems ridiculous because i was actually thinking i got i got about halfway in so I, I played most of it today and I was thinking today, oh, maybe I'll just like watch the playthrough of the rest of it and like we'll we'll go from there. But then I was thinking back to like how the other day when I, I played that first like half hour and like what how shocking and just kind of what I felt when when I when I was shot or when that like dog when that dog got me and just like, no, I want to like see how this feels to like be the one doing this and the one trying to do this because I don't think <laughs> oh go you have, so basically go what I'm hearing is the next time we do a video game you're probably gonna make me actually play it next time well, huh well no I don't like I no because I was thinking at the end we do need to like play some happier games right I don't like I game, think yeah. this, the subject matter can be like heavy right because like uh we want to play like sign of the sojourner and maybe Spirit brighter Fair. games 
Well, yeah, so Sign of the Sojourner and Spirit Bearer are definitely like way more colorful games, but like Sign of the Sojourner is about communication, Spirit Fair is about death, right? So still like heavy, but they're just approaching it in a different way because yeah, Kentucky, I, I like that game a lot, but I, I Can know we you're, like, we're mixed you, This is super fun to keep on going back to it, <laughs> No, no. but I'm over oh, it. <laughs> we're done with, okay. <laughs> But well, yeah, so I guess I was thinking about that. I was like, no, I want to, I want to like play this game. I want to finish this game. Right. And like, yeah, right. I don't, that anxiety that you feel when you're being chased, because they do the, um, I don't know if they mentioned this when they were playing. Right. But there's so many moments where like you're, you're being chased and you sort of just make it through the door and slam it shut. Right. And like you hear the thing bang, you hear the like dog or the person chasing you like bang up against it on the other side. And it, there's so many times when you feel like you just made it in the nick of time right and of like of course it was all planned out and that's the exact way it was supposed to happen right but it feels like oh i did something like i you feel like you're the one who timed it perfectly right and that that's like the that's the best you're gonna feel in this game right when you're like (laughs) escaping from death literally that you feel like oh i timed that perfectly to so I didn't die that time. But the game, I don't know, did they comment on that at all about how like how perfect some of those like es- moments where you escape are? Mm, no. No. Okay. So it, it, yeah, it's really cool. It makes you see it a bunch you start to think about it and it's like of course it was it's supposed to be that way, right? But so it very much gives the the game this sort of like clockworky feeling right where you're the the pieces are uh falling or everything's supposed to happen this way right the pieces are falling into place because they're supposed to fall into place just like that but it doesn't i don't think it makes it feel any less when you when you do slam that door shut or when there's a couple moments when they're swimming and that was terrifying do you remember like the monster that chases you when when you're swimming Yeah. yeah that is like that is maybe worse Are than you sure the dogs. You for don't some like reason. swimming. I don't know. I mean, I would hate to drown, but like, I, I <laughs> yeah. don't love swimming. Yeah, I but think there a is, lot of people would agree with you. Jimmy. Yeah, I think that'd be a rough way to go. But I don't know. Right? I think you're like, as so, like being when you're not a good swimmer, right? Being in the water can be like very vulnerable. And when there's this like, and the other thing about it is when you are in the water and that thing is chasing you, it's this like, it's not a, I don't, it, it's not a mermaid. It has arms and legs like you do. It has this very long hair but i think that adds to it right because it's something that looks just like you kind of that's chasing you that you're trying to get away from and i I think that adds the tension there right there's a bunch of moments when you sort of like just get out of the water or you flip a switch and you like swim under a door that's closing and it's like it feels great but it's like it just the the tension builds right and i'm like you're like gripping the controller right i'm like playing on the switch and i'm like pushing that little joystick so hard i'm feeling <laughs> like i'm gonna break it because you yeah because you don't have any more control over the character than just like jumping grabbing everything so i think all of right the the, the game sort of knows all of the, how to put all those pieces together to really evoke that like i, I don't know if i was ever afraid but it's its own sense of dread inside of you at what's going to happen stressed yeah stress right stress dread i i I don't know it it really works well doing all of that do you i mean there's no real story to talk about here right because you're always there's like the ending because like i feel like i didn't truly understand what was going on until the ending and even then i'm still a little bit foggy so the game right you start off you're this kid you're running and you never understand, you're never told, there's never any indication of why you're running. You're just running to the right, mostly, right? You're running or swimming or going to the right. And there's no dialogue. There's there's almost no text. There's like some numbers at some point, but there's like very little text. And so you're, you're sort of, yeah, you're going to the right. You're escaping. You don't see a lot of other people, right? In the beginning in that forest, I guess you see some men who are looking for you. You see some dogs who are looking for you. Once you make it out of there, you go into a farm and there's like a pig that you need to sort of manipulate to to get uh, through this door. Um, You see a bunch of slaughtered animals. um, And as you keep going, you start encountering these machines that let you mind control these sort of like lifeless bodies that sometimes you see standing around. You put on this like glowing hat and then you can sort of mind control these bot like these bodies and get them to do things for you like um sort of 
in the foreground or the background of the screen, right, that you can't really get to. Um, and so, right, the, they those characters have like no agency, right? They, you're the, the only characters with agency that you see are you and the people who are hunting you, right? No one, and then at the very end, you see some office workers, right? You see people, scientists and office workers, right? But there's no one, there's no life in this game, right? There's no people, you don't see what people's lives are, right? You see the remains of people's lives, you're running through right you're running through like uh, an abandoned farm that's full of dead animals right or you're you swim through the remains of what looks like a mall right it, it's very much implied that sort of this is a world that is has or like is in the process of falling apart for the most world for the most <laughs> part <laughs> uh and I'm gonna edit that you, out later probably <laughs> I'm, i'll do my best <laughs> Uh, yeah, a world that is or has fallen apart, and, but you're not sure why. But you're, and also, right, you're a little, you're a, you're a boy, right? You're whatever other characters, you're like shorter than them, right? And so it kind of puts you into that. It kind of uh, so one thing I was thinking, right, is like this is like a very uh, at you're like pretty athletic, right, in terms of like jumping and like grabbing and like swinging on things, right? You're pretty athletic, but you're like very vulnerable. Like those dogs will tear through you and one go right there's you can like fall from great heights right or even like medium heights and you die you drowned very quickly right so you're like athletic but you're very vulnerable and the world is extremely hostile but it's not just even that it's like hostile it's like it it for me like as i kept dying and those like kept those kept piling up like in these more and more brutal ways it feels like the the fact that you are like a a, a being with agency was sort of the world didn't like that right uh, the the people that are hunting you didn't like it right all of this like brutal machinery that you have to navigate around right it's not a world made for you or like made for humans to operate in right so the world is not happy that you are there operating on your own with your own free will in it and it's trying to like bring you down and kill you the whole time and it's yeah that feeling builds up quite a lot throughout the course of the game and you're just kind of like i mean there were definitely points where i was like i don't really know if i want to like finish this i knew it was short if if like i knew it was about like two two and a half hours if there was another two hours to this game i i don't know if i would have finished it how come just because it was depressing i it, it is just i have this with um I, I don't like games where you just like die over and over and over again like that for me like psychologically or whatever just that sort of beats me down a little bit right or at least i can't play them for very long i guess it's something like uh like a first person shooter or something right where we're like if you're playing online you're playing against other people like that's kind of what is supposed to happen but if you're playing like some sort of single player game and you're just like dying over and over and over again yeah, I that I find that really tough to get through, right? There's so there's like a whole series of or like I guess it's kind of a genre now. They're called like Souls games, and it's like um the, they're called it's Dark Souls one, two, and three, and there's a game called Bloodborne, and there's a game called Sekiro. You might I don't know if you've heard of these, but the point of those games is kind of that you are you're running through like this area right you're moving through this area or navigating through this you know there it often takes place in like a uh, very like gothic kind of fake european cities right so there's lots of like uh courtyards and like um i don't know like bridges right so there's not like a ton of open space to move around in but you're moving down like corridors and passageways and things right and there's all these sort of monsters in there right and you have to figure out the pattern that uh, the pattern of attacks, the pattern of ways that you need to move in order to, to beat the monsters, right? And then sort of once you, and they're they're very strong and they they will kill you quite easily if you are not very precise with your movements and your, your, the way you attack them with your weapons. And the point of those games is that you just, you repeat those, those sort of hallways or corridors, right? And they're kind of sectioned off into levels and you repeat that one level over and over again until you get to the boss. And that you've at, at the point you get to the boss you've done it so many times that you're good enough that you have like that one perfect run and you go through and everything feels great just because you've done it so many times and like i've tried to play those games like i can play those games but that i don't find well, some people find a lot of enjoyment in that i don't find a lot of enjoyment in like 
banging my head against that. And I don't <laughs> think I don't think this game was meant to, but there were a couple points when I died like 10 times in a row. It was like, I can't really figure out how to do this, right? Or like I, right? And it it's always, some of it was like me just not wanting to like slow down and feel like, okay, what's the puzzle here? Like exactly how do I need to move, right? Because there are some points where like, you need to be very precise with your movements. There's, um, the, and I think this is probably the, the coolest part of the game. Um, do you remember there was like a, a point when like um there's sort of this big like booming sound and if you're not like behind cover when the the it booms like you just kind of are obliterated and blown off the screen do you remember that no no you have to like hide behind stuff when there's like this big shock wave maybe no maybe okay so there's <laughs> i don't know there's like this one big building you go through and and somewhere off in the distance right it sounds like there's this bomb going off right and you hear this huge explosion like really far away you don't see it you don't even see any light but like two seconds later there's this huge shock wave and if you're not like standing um if you're not like standing behind a wall or standing behind something your character is literally just like ripped to shreds and like flies towards you on the screen and ev- the only thing that's left is like a blood stain on the ground it's one Ew. of like the worst it's bad it's really bad and i i kept dying like that because there was this one point that I couldn't figure, you have to like move a door, right? Cause you're like holding the door so that you can stay behind it when the shockwave goes off. And I, and you have to like, it's sort of the door is being held in place by these rails. And at one point there's a gap in the rails and I couldn't figure out like what the move, the timing was to get it across the gap. And I like kept dying, right? And it's like, it's rough because that death animation is like pretty <laughs> gruesome and it just, it builds. And yeah, I don't know that really, it like, that's, it's so weird, right? Like the sort of violence that you like can see, right? And the like the violence that is acceptable to see just for, like on a personal level and the violence that is like, oh, that's too much. I can't look at that um, like much more. You know what I mean? Like in some formats, it's okay if things are like really violent, but like in this little 2D side scroller, like seeing the blood stain of my character was like really wigging me out or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean by that though? Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. play a lot of games, so I don't really no but even just like in movies or something like sometimes for whatever reason this movie is like too violent or you can't handle it and like this other movie like you can't handle it for some reason i don't know i get that with movies sometimes too i don't know what kind of movies you're watching well i don't know like um <sighs> midsummer i couldn't watch that movie no i couldn't i could i think i could put out but i don't know because i never watched it because we had to turn it off I'll never know. I, th- I thought you finished it, though. I thought you saw no. I thought you seen it before. No, nah, I just looked oh. up the ending. Oh, yeah. They When they started throwing people off that cliff, I couldn't get <laughs> into like, it. Uh-uh. No. You think you could have <laughs> finished that? I don't know. I, I think. Like, I don't watch, like, a lot of gory movies or, like, movies that have that. So, I guess I wouldn't know. Mm, okay. You Have you ever seen a Quentin? Have you ever seen anything by Quentin Tarantino? Nope. No. Yeah. He like, I struggle with his movies because his, he does like this very stylized like version of gore for, for like artistic reasons. I'm, I'm not a huge fan. No, no offense to anyone who's listening who's a <laughs> Quentin Tarantino fan. It's just not for me. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, I, you know, I don't know if I have like too much more to say, but it like builds that, that feeling builds up when you went in, in this game, when, when you're seeing yourself die over and over again. And like, you can go through this game and not die a single time, like if you're careful with the puzzles, but like, I wasn't being particularly careful and I, I found that difficult. But yeah, so like, and, and I guess I think we started talking about the story. There's not a, a huge ton of story. You're, you're running, you know, through all these different, right, you know, so the forest, the farm, then you start running through all these buildings, then you're sort of swimming through these, um, submerged like right there's like a submerged mall there's a submerged like office building um there's like a i think you're on like a ship at one point all of these sort of again right so it's a world that is decaying or falling apart right something terrible has happened and then you get to the end right you sort of run up and and, you know and along the way right you're running in at these various points you're sort of putting on there's there'll be like this mind control helmet you put on the mind control helmet and like move this group of 
group of like they, they look like bodies they're human they, they they're human apparently right at, at one point like they're missing arms and heads some of them right so they're sort of as you get closer to the end right the bodies that you are controlling get less uh, they resemble uh, the human right with two arms and two legs and a head they resemble that less and less but they're still like moving right they can still move right they can still serve serve your purpose but so but you're again right no one ever says anything to you at some point like some dogs attack uh, dogs attack you at various points there's these sort of underwater sirens or not mermaids mermaids or sirens or something that are attacking you at one point one of them helps you so that you can swim under water longer but you're constantly being chased right you're constantly having to like deal with a world that seems to want to kill you doesn't seem to want you alive in it and then you're and you're getting yeah and they're getting you don't know where you're running to but at some point you sort of run across this big open space and then there's like this huge kind of looks like a nuclear reactor it's like this huge big domed building and you go inside and it's an office building and all these people are sort of running to this viewing area and you're not sure what they're looking at and you make your way inside of the viewing area and it is a big flesh ball with it's arms the and <laughs> it's the what it's called the huddle. It's called the huddle? Uh-huh. Oh, how do you know? Where did... Is that what they were calling it or where, did you look that up? Uh, I looked it up. You looked it up. Oh, I did not know that. The huddle, I guess. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's what it calls did it Did you Wikipedia. not believe me? No, I did, but that's so weird. Like, what a... It's a flat... I don't know. That doesn't... I don't think that is a... That accurately describes how creepy and weird it is is that fair i don't i feel like they could have come up with a better name (laughs) yeah there's definitely a better name right like even just like the mass right the mass or the blob or something i don't know the blob well that gets that implies the shape of the thing at least right implies the way it moves i don't know what do you got what do you what what would you prefer i don't mind the huddle you don't mind the huddle all right well so the huddle um but it has like arms and legs sticking out of it and yeah so what did what how did they respond to it when you were watching the playthrough how did they respond to seeing that and then like how you how they gameplay changes at that point they were it was just like what what's going on what's happening what is this oh i'm i'm part of the huddle that's weird what's up with that oh we're 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 gonna yeah let's get all kill all these scientists yeah you put us through hell die oh shoot now we're just rolling along on a beach and this ending is just sad and i yeah (laughs) that was it (laughs) okay yeah so well yeah, so you disappear into this huddle or mass of bodies and then... Because you try to help them. Yeah, you're trying... There, There's like these things hooked up to it and you're trying to like pull the hooks, the attachments off and then you disappear into it. And that's the first point when you hear voices in the game, right? You break out of this containment shell and you hear screams and the huddle is this sort of glob or like mass that moves pretty quick. There's all these like feet sticking out of it that are like kicking kicking really you hard can to move like fast move with and, more feet yeah you can move really fast you're really strong you can sort of like flop up and over things it has like the physics on that is very the physics on that are really like cool and interesting to play with actually just in the way that the way that you can sort of push it on and over and around things and sort of how you have to right and you have to like use it to like manipulate things right and how all of the because there's like it has all these different hands and you kind of have to like steady different objects right and the, the the gameplay at that point right how the how you right it's still puzzly you're still having like flip uh levers and like hit buttons and get up and over things and under things it, it that remains the same but just sort of the um the, the finesse and the way that you're having to think about your movement in order to accomplish those completely changes in this really interesting way. Yeah, your your character disappears and, and you're not seen again. And I don't know if you had any thoughts about when you're watching this, right? It, it seems like you're trying to escape, right? You're like smashing through walls and you're like tearing stuff off and right people are running away from you and at a couple points people are helping you right they're like opening doors or flipping levers they're helping you at certain points but do you remember that point when it like there's that uh you sort of get to a big open room and there's a there's like a box dangling above and there's a circle on the floor and you're sort of reaching for the circle it's right before it ends you're reaching for the circle and then it the floor opens up and you drop down do you remember that no 
Oh, okay. So like right before, and it's right before you go out and in the, in the game ends. Right. And to me, the box was there when you got into the room and you can see these like sort of the shadow, the uh, shadowy outlines of people in the background. And there's this, there's like this outline on the floor where the floor opens. And it implies to me that either like this, you know, going back to this idea of like the, the clockwork systems, right? This is the way it was supposed to happen. Like it implies to me like, oh, this has either happened before or like this was kind of planned or they expected this in a certain yeah. way, right? Or like they know how to deal with it. Did you get that sense too? <laughs> uh, I got that sense when I looked up the explain ending thing on YouTube. Oh, okay. So that that was, a, what, did, what did they say? Because that's the sense I got. There was like theories that like, like the whole game was like about control, right? And it was like this debate on like, were you actually controlling yourself or was this, were you like in an experiment where like every time you die, you get smarter and figure out how to do these, put, do these tests that like these scientists are putting you through. Especially because like at the end, like when you first like enter the building and like get in to like go free the huddle, like the scientists suddenly like the people just suddenly don't care that you're there right yeah absolutely. like no one tries right, yeah. to stop you so yeah. there's this point where it's like were you even controlling yourself in the like were you just like like was this all like not like staged but was this all just an experiment and That's... then it got like a little meta where it's like you were in control the whole time i don't know well I no but, well no but let's let's right let's think about this right if Right, because there's these points when like your character puts on this mind control thing to like control other characters, right? But like we're on the other side of con- the screen controlling that little boy, right? In in a sense, he's at that moment we're like we're controlling him and he's controlling something else, right? There's like these lay, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I like that. I did, the, that word didn't come up into my mind, but it was like the idea that this was staged or that this was supposed to happen, right? Which sort of throws everything that you did, right? How could they have expected you to run all that way? Or- and make it through all those things but somehow they did right real quick yeah and so like a theory was like that the boy was controlled by the huddle the whole time like the huddle was trying to get them get him to free him and then like the part where the mermaid puts that like thing on his head which was like similar to like what was on the huddle yeah um yeah and then and then yeah yeah it's sort of this the the huddle I, I like that, right? Because it because it works with what you're doing, right? Because you can never go any other direction than towards the huddle, right? It never gives you that choice, right? And so even when I was saying, like, oh, the world doesn't like that you're a player with agency in it, but like maybe you're not, you were never even that, right? Mm-hmm. You were just something that had to make it through a series of obstacle. And there were things that were hostile towards it, but they were supposed to be because this is a hostile still world i I like that theory i i I think that works a lot with like what you're doing i don't know right and i guess right that could even that could be part of the theory of dread right that thing when like i don't know if you ever have this right when you're sitting kind of kind of like second guessing yourself thinking about like oh why did i do that right and that can be like a very anxiety inducing feeling when you're if you're sort of second guessing something you already did or like being very anxious about a decision you have to make and thinking like am i doing this for the right reasons what does this say about like the type of person i am or like what uh is important in my life i think that could play into as well but yeah that's i so i didn't look at any of that but i like i like that um who was controlling who because there's that just made me think there's another there's a point in the game when you put on a mind control helmet to control someone and you have to get them to go put on a, a helmet to mind control another person right and so you're like three layer you're like three or four layers deep right if the players mind controlling the person or if the hollows <laughs> mind controlling the character and the characters mind controlling someone and they're someone else right it's like this very very like meta uh text about yeah who who is in control or who is uh, affecting or or kind of dictating what's going on i like that but i mean if we get if we go to the very end right what was the point right was the point so that you can go so this game ends you escape the facility break through the wall you roll down a hill and you come to a rest on a on the shore of like a river or or a, a lake or something in a ray of sunshine but like you can't move anymore and the huddle's not moving anymore and it's not you know, you don't know if it's dead or if that was the point, right? But is that what the scientists knew was going to happen, right? When they dropped you through that floor, because that's it, right? They drop you through the floor into this like water tank. You break out of that and then you like break through another wall and roll down, right? Did they, 
did they know that was going to happen? Is that is that what they thought? And that it was all useless in the end anyways, because you're just going to get to that point. I don't know. Do you have any, any thoughts about that? Was What was it all for, Ange? <laughs> I don't know. Not much. <laughs> Why does Not- it always come to this? Well, I don't, you know, this is, I think this, this game is asking you to take it seriously, right? I know like maybe Game Grumps, well, I don't know. What did they say at the end? They were sort of approaching it in a more lighthearted sense, right? But like, what, what did they say at the end when you're sort of sitting, when... They did go quiet, like it, they, they weren't, they weren't really joking. It was more just like, like oh, I can't believe this is the end. Like, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, I think that the game is asking you to think about what you're doing and what's going on, right? And that it doesn't tell you in any way what that ending is supposed to mean, right? And it's very ambiguous, but it does. I think that thing, right? What was it all for, right? Which kind of is a question that stops you in your tracks. Like, why, why would we, why did we go through all of that when you just end up stranded, uh, in no, uh, stranded it's nowhere? Definitely not social distancing. <laughs> no, the huddle is not social distancing. No. <laughs> yeah. Cancel the huddle. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was. I'm glad I played it, you know, it, just being able when people talk about it. Sort of, and I've, I've heard about, I knew like at the end that you sort of play this big like flesh ball. I knew that. I didn't I didn't know anything else about it. But like interesting experience. I don't think it's like one I need to, to go back to, right? I guess there are some alternate endings. Yeah. I'm just looking at Wikipedia right now. Uh, it says if you activated a certain switch at one point... There's an area that controls, there's an area that you can access at the end. And the character, the boy pulls the plug from the socket upon which the character takes the same stance as the zombies. The game ends moments later. Yeah, so I think that might be like a little bit earlier in the game. um, So I remember that. But yeah. Anything else, Ange? The next game we play needs to be more colorful. Yeah. The next game we're going to play is Spirit Fair, which is super colorful. Okay. Spirit Fair. Yeah. We'll play. That's not for, I think, a couple months, but we'll play. We're going to play Spirit Fair next. Excellent. All right. Sh- should we go to the next part of the show? Yeah. All right. We'll be back, everyone, after a short break. Again, Joey made a mistake and he has to correct <laughs> it again. <laughs> not, it's not like we already had this part recorded and you couldn't just use it. We had some technical difficulties in the <laughs> interim there. But I, before we went to break, I said we were going to be playing Spirit Fair next. We're going to be playing Night in the Woods next. We're going to be playing Spirit Fair uh, in a couple of months, but I think Night in the Woods we got coming up in April, March, April. Yeah, I think we're gonna be playing it in in their next couple of episodes. So excited about that because I've read some things about it, but I still don't quite I haven't read like too much that gives it away. So I still don't quite know what that game's about. It's sort of exciting. But Angela, what is your one shot for this week? The guest book. All right, what is the guest book? (laughs) It is an American anthology comedy television series created by Greg Garcia. The series centers around the lives of employees of and visitors of vacation and rental properties. Mm-hmm. It's got like it's got funny people in it. It's got is it Danny Pudi? Danny Pudi, yeah. Abed. It's got, it got Abed. Um, it was really weird to see Abed, but not Abed. Yeah, he's. <laughs> it was weird to see the body of Abed, but not Abed. Yeah, he. I've <laughs> seen him in a couple of things, and he usually plays like a dad, and it's just weird uh, to see him play in like a pretty. It's just pretty like normal... it's all just. It's all just a role. It's actually Abed. He's just playing a role. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Danny Pudi's in one who, like, what is, what's the structure? Give me a little bit more about the structure. Allow me to read an overview of the first episode. Because it's basically a different family comes in every episode, but then, like, the recurring people who have, like, who kind of make drama are the people who live in the town. Mm-hmm. 
So, Tim and Sandy, a.k.a. Abed and Lauren Lapkus, traveled to a cottage wanting to spice up their relationship after feeling pressure from Sandy, who was upset at the lack of creature comforts available to her. Tim visits a local strip club owned by Vivian, who is and is unaware that her stepson Frank is filming the encounter. Frank shows Tim the tape and demands money in exchange of keeping a secret. Tim knocks Frank out and locks him in his car. The next day, Tim throws Frank's car keys onto the side of the road as he and Sandy depart. Okay. So, yeah, it's like this, like, wacky, like, obnoxious comedy Yeah, very, like, thing. situational, <laughs> situational, like, relationship comedy. Yeah, and then Vivian is, like, basically the bad, bad guy of, like, the show. Okay. And she's she basically does that to, like, any a lot of people. And you said it's an anthology, so it's... New actors every season? Every episode. Every episode is... Okay. Oh, and they're all connected because it's like an Airbnb. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. And it's... How many How many seasons? Just two. Just two. I finished okay. it already. Okay. Is it like good? It's like... Did you... Were you like paying attention? Was it just on and you were listening? What were... How did you I was watch watching. It? Okay. I was all playing right. The Sims and watching. Okay. And like funny or like that. chuckles or... I don't, I don't know. know. I think our sense of humors are quite different. So <laughs> I was laughing. I'm not sure if you would laugh. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I like. I don't think they're too different. There's. We like a lot of the same. I think. I feel like when it comes to comedy, we like a lot of the same stuff. Would you laugh at an old guy acts, or would you laugh at a lady with very, very big boobs and, and someone accidentally shooting a crossbow through one of her boobs? And her just being like, ow! <laughs> Is that funny I mean, to you? I'm smiling right now. I'd have to see it. I mean, potentially, that could potentially be funny. Okay, then, um, then you might be funny, be funny for you too. All right. Nice. So that's the guest house on Hulu. The guest book. The guest book on Hulu. Okay, cool. What about you? My one shot is another game on the Switch. It's called Mark of the Ninja. And specifically the one on the Switch is called Mark of the Ninja Remastered because it has some uh, a couple of upgrades. And I think it might have a, a couple DLC things, but you just you buy it all in the one package when you get it on the Switch. But it's this really, it, it's a very fun, again, another 2D sort of side-scrolling thing. And you're the... You know, the story is that there is this company and they're trying to... Oh, I haven't played it for a couple of days. And so at least <laughs> try to remember this. They're trying to eliminate your clan. I, I, they don't call it a clan, but you're part of a, a, a group or a clan of ninjas. And they have a specific name. And this company is specifically targeting your group. So you are, um, you bear the mark of the ninja, which gives you sort of superpowers. But it also means that you are going to have, you're going to have to die at the end. Otherwise sort of you've taken on you've like marked yourself which is with these tattoos and they have given you superpowers but if you don't if you sort of live too long with it they'd have like overtake you and i think you kind of turn evil so you're gonna have to die at the end but like you're gonna save your clan first i'm only like two or three hours in but it's really fun because it just it gives you a bunch of tools and it doesn't, it, it shows you lightly how to use them, right? But you have like jump, you can like grapple to different places. You can like sh uh, do like throwing stars to take out the lights. You can like throw firecrackers to distract people. So you have all this, all these tools and you're sort of running through buildings and over the top of buildings, right? And you can, yeah, so you can go like, uh, or you can like go down underneath them through like the like ventilation or you can go through the building via the ventilation system or you can like go through the rooms or you can go over the top of the buildings. So like in each circle, Sort of it, in ev whatever like building it drops you into, there's a bunch of different ways to get through it, and you have a bunch of different tools. And the game rewards you for not killing a anyone, but I'm not very good oh, at that's it. So nice. I, <laughs> yeah, it is good. It, 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 it you're like you, your score goes down the more people you kill, right? And your uh, it says that your your I think it's technically your honor score goes down the more people you kill. But I'm not very good at it, so I end up <laughs> having to like kill some people no and there's, honor i have yes my i have little honor in that sense <laughs> but yeah but there's guys who are looking for you and there's dogs patrolling and there's like lights that are moving looking for you and you have another person that's kind of how you know where you need to go because you the both of you drop in and then she kind of takes off and you have to chase after her. But yeah, but it just drops you in this room and gives you a bunch of tools and it saves pretty regularly so you don't have to go back too, too far when you do die or something. And it's, it's not 
it's puzzly in the sense that like you have to figure out the best way through, but there's not one right answer, which I really appreciate. And I don't know if I will. It would be nice to like spend time with this game over a long period of time and get really good at it and see like, oh, by the end, can I go through non-lethally, right? Because if you're good at this game, you're like moving through, you're actually moving through it pretty quickly. Right now it's still taking me a while, but if you're good, I think you're moving through the levels really quickly, right? And there's a lot of, um, you're building up momentum and it's really fluid. Yeah, so it's like really cool. There's still figuring out the possibilities with it, but like a lot of potential for replaying and, and playing it a lot of different ways, which I really appreciate. Very different from inside in that way and that you can, <laughs> there's a lot of different ways to get through it, but really fun. I, I, I like, I think you would enjoy it, but I think you'd get like, I, I worry it would get like, uh, maybe you would get frustrated with it a little bit quickly. Cause I it think already it already sounds very frustrating. Yeah, I, I think it can I'm already over be it. frustrating. <laughs> But yeah, so that is my one shot for the week. That is Mark of the Ninja on the Switch. But I think it's also on, I think it's on like everything. I think it's on PS4, Xbox. So find it where where you can. But that brings Just us to Just Google the, it. Or Google it, yeah. Why do we have to tell you everything? <laughs> well, we want to sound like we kind of know what we're talking about. I don't know. But eh. Google is available. The internet is available for you to figure it out. Yeah, you don't need us. <laughs> No, don't say that. They do need us. They do. <laughs> All right. That brings us to the end of the episode, everyone. Thank you for joining us uh, for another week. You can follow Angela on Instagram at glow.angela. Do you want to plug your other Instagram, Angela? No. IJune underscore if you like bullet journals. Yeah. Angela talked about bullet journaling in a one shot a couple weeks ago. And that Instagram is mostly dedicated to your like bullet journaling. Is that right? It, yeah. And um, there's like one picture of like a pen pal letter I sent out. But it's like it's, it's got it follows the aesthetic. It follows, it's all about the aesthetic, right? No, it's I, all I, about the aesthetic. I'm gonna I was telling you the other day offline that I bought this book that it's like gonna help me start a little bit. Um, So I think in a one shot coming up, I'll have kind of a, a little bullet journaling thing to add but no it, it's really cool it's really cool the band is taking some really nice pictures on there and then there'll also be a Ooh. link in the show notes um if you want to follow that instagram as well you can follow me on twitter at joey glowacky that's j-o-e-y-g-l-o-w-a-c-k-y the music you heard in this episode is a new song we're really excited about it um oh maybe we had this song last week but either way we're really excited about this song it is a lo-fi remix of the song concerning hobbits by patrick moonbird you can find their music on spotify and soundcloud please rate and review the ep- this episode on apple podcasts or your preferred podcast listening app you can also email the show by sending your messages to podcast at comicsly.com all reviews and messages are greatly appreciated thanks for listening everyone and we will see you next week have a great one bye